Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. I thank you for your patience. This episode coming out a little bit later than our normal schedule. Now, that's assuming that you sit there at 6 a.m. Pacific time 
waiting for these episodes to launch. You might be like, what? This this is completely normal. I listened to this two days after. So uh, disregard what I said if that's you. I'm just I'm just I'm feeling guilty because I'm a little late today. I, I, I had some stuff going on this weekend, some some life things going on, fun wedding, all those good things. Yada, yada, yada. I'm just getting to this. I think I can I think I can feel that you guys are OK with that. Maybe I'm just guilty. I got to let go of that guilt. I got to unlearn what I have learned in a life here, a guilty life. What am I rambling about? Star Wars, that's what I'm rambling about. Spotlight Star Wars is a monologue from me to you, the Star Wars fans. And, and I wanted to, wanted to talk about celebrating Star Wars with the trailer coming out on Monday of this past week. And I got to, I got to do, as part of my, my job, a, a trailer reaction to The Last Jedi, a trailer breakdown, three big questions about it. Mark Riley and I over there in Collider Video got to do a very fun Porg video. Uh, I loved that. Uh, that was one of my favorite things I, I, I've done here, uh, done there at Collider Video. So I hope you guys have, have checked it out if you haven't already. Spread the word if you like it. Uh, but it's part of my job. I, I, it was an honor and pleasure. It, what a crazy job to have, right? But it's a job that exists. It's a job that did not exist a long time ago. This uh, movie and fandom and, and pop culture pun- pop culture punditry, this podcast alone, uh, the Four Center podcast feed, which came out of me doing Jedi Alliance with Mod Garrett, and that, that was going away. And I started doing Spotlight Star Wars on the Knapsack Files, which is my other podcast feed. And that was, it was simply, the title was Spotlight colon Star Wars, because I also was going to maybe do like Spotlight Game of Thrones, Spotlight Pro Wrestling, Spotlight. Indiana Jones, Spotlight 7-Eleven food. It, it didn't matter. Um, I was going to do it, and then this one just kind of it became what I did uh, on, a, on a weekly basis every Saturday morning. And then it was like, you know what? Uh, I love working with Joseph Scrimshaw. Let's bring in Jennifer Landa, who's amazing. Let's form the Force Center podcast feeds. Uh, Force Center was a name that I actually had originally considered for Jedi Alliance. It, it, it was uh, not taken uh, by the powers of be uh, at the time, and I'm grateful for it because now we have Force Center here. So... Uh, this It's crazy that this exists. Um, I grew up, I'm still a sports fan, and so I grew up, it was just, uh, I grew up in the 80s. So by then, pregame shows were commonplace. You know, on a Sunday morning, if my parents weren't uh, sending me to church and I was, I was home watching football, I could turn on CBS and watch the NFL Today for two hours before a game. And then after the football games, I could flip over to ESPN and watch NFL Primetime with Chris Berman and Tom Jackson, and they would break down the games and Major League Baseball, I'm a huge baseball fan, and I could watch um, you know, Baseball Tonight on ESPN. Then the MLB Network, and there's an entire network of baseball coverage, and, and this is what we do. Now, after a while, it got a little boring. After a while, I didn't watch the pregame stuff. It was like, just, you know, turn on the, the game. When the game starts at 10, that's what I'm going to watch. So it, it, it's perfectly normal that this would have popped up because by – by uh, the early 2000s, I think this stuff was, you know, being being a, a, a pop culture nerd was was having not a comeback, but it was having it starting to have its day. And, and that's changed. And there's been uh, that fandom is 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 tough at times and, it, and it's uh, full of cynicism at times, full of dark people at times. But, you know, it makes sense to me that this would pop up. But five years ago, this job that I have now uh, didn't exist. So I love doing it. So when I say I had to do uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer reaction, I mean that in a technical sense. I had to do it. I was told, go home now, take a long lunch, take a nap, come back, stay late, watch the trailer, do these videos. 
Woo, woe is me. Tough job, right? But it's still, it was an assignment. But I was, something was glad to do because I'm, again, glad this job exists. And then, you know, I, I personally, I don't like doing trailer reactions. When I'm assigned some, occasionally at Collider, I'm assigned some trailer reactions. They're not my favorite thing. They're not videos I watch. Uh, they're not videos that I, I'd rather just watch the trailer, react privately in my room, and then do the breakdown. The breakdown videos are fun. That's part of it there. And the trailer reactions are fun. Be sure. There's some fun things to watch. I love people reacting. Jen Landa's got a great one. Go to her YouTube channel. She's got a great one with her two-year-old daughter. Reacting to the Porg in the Last Jedi trailer. That stuff is fun. I just, I myself, I'm not a trailer reaction guy. I don't, I don't feel good doing them. I talk during them, which trailer reaction fans do hate that. They'll let you know. Ken, why are you talking during the trailer action video as if this is the only place they're watching the trailer? Like, go watch the regular trailer. I've ranted on that on Schmozno recently. You can see me losing my cool over that. Point being, I don't really love doing trailer actions. Um, but it's part of the fun. And there is a subsection of fandom and a subsection of, of movie Twitter and movie YouTube they're just so cynical about this stuff, and it's and it's brimming over. I'm I'm starting to go down a path that I, maybe the rest of you cannot follow me on. Um, you know, anger leads to hate and fear and suffering and whatever Yoda said. Right? It's all true. But I'm on the dark side on this right now because I had a you know, tough week in life for all of us. Tough week professionally. Um, just you know, we all have those dark times, right? And Star Wars is one of those things where I want to escape to, and and I think we should be allowed. Yes. If there is a tragic shooting in Las Vegas, I'm not going to go to take to Twitter and tweet about what my thoughts on porgs are. Right? I, I just feel that's not appropriate. There's a tragedy going on. But there's dark things that happen every day, and I agree with that. There's just some that reach that national or international news level that I think it's just respectful to give it a little second. And we, we feel weird. Like I know we here at Ford Center, we feel weird. If Tuesday morning we got to get our business out, we got to tweet our Four Center show. Uh, on Thursday, we tweet out Databank Brawl. And it, even then, sometimes we're like, either let's lay it low, let's wait a little bit. Um, not appropriate. But I, I believe strongly, I believe strongly that this stuff exists. We're not doing the Lord's work here. But this stuff exists also to help escape. There's horrible fires going on in California. Take it out, Santa Rosa. You might be experiencing that. And maybe just for an hour, you want to get back to normal and you want to enjoy Star Wars. And so with a lot of things going on, I really was looking forward to that Star Wars trailer. I was really looking forward to the distraction. It's not a distraction that makes you blind long term to what's going on in the world or your own personal problems. I understand that, and I think you guys do too. But this is Star Wars, man. So when I see a new trailer... It connects to part of my heart. It connects to part of my childhood that I'm not afraid of connecting to. I have no shame in connecting to it. I know I'll joke about it. I was guess guess what? You guys, a couple weeks ago, I did the spotlight Star Wars on uh, being locked in, in in the grasp of Star Wars merchandise. Where sometimes I don't even want to buy the action figures. I don't want I I buy because I'm like I just I, I don't have the storage. It's getting kind of ridiculous that I keep buying things. Well, guess what? I was back at my favorite Walgreens today. My girlfriend was there. We we're both having a tough week, and there was a at at driver. Black Series figure. I, I, You know, it's been out for a while. I don't know. But it was just sitting there. You don't see that on the shelves a lot. I was like, I don't need this. I absolutely do not need this. I'd rather have a General Veers in AT-AT Commander Gear Black Series figure. But here's this AT-AT driver. I want it. Because I'm having a bad time. And Star Wars makes me feel good. It is a little bit of shopping therapy for sure. But that's a thing. 
So I did it. Bought it. But I have no shame. Even at my age, I can make a joke about being a 41-year-old Star Wars fan in the toy aisle. But that's also where we are now. I grew up with this stuff in the 80s. All of us grew up with this stuff in the 80s, if you're that age, or some of you in the late 70s. And so even though now you might be pushing uh, you know, 50, you're, you're an adult, a fully functional adult. This stuff is in your heart because it, it came into your heart at a young age. It's different from you know, my father, born in 1950. You know, he didn't have this till later. And, and even the stuff he did have, you know, Lost in Space or something like that or some TV shows, uh, you know, it was, it was a different time. It just it, it faded away with your childhood and was something my dad used to love professional wrestling. And he kind of watched it in the golden ages, you know, when it was a lot different. Gorgeous George, all that stuff, Saturday morning stuff. And so when I got into it, he, he loved watching it with me, but he didn't fall back in. He wasn't, you know, buying T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Um, he let me enjoy it as a, as a kid. And times have just changed. It doesn't fade away as much. Star Wars will never fade away. I will be 70. And if it's Star Wars Episode 15, I'll be doing, if it's not a podcast, if it's like a, a telepathy cast on Star Wars, I'll be doing it. That's the age we live in, and I have no shame in that. I have no shame in enjoying this stuff. And sometimes the nostalgia is thick. Yep. Sometimes I can like parts of Rogue One that maybe a, a normal film critic will find not as good. And I like it because I do see an ATSD. And you can do my little, I'll do the little dance from Wisconsin. ATSD, 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 make fun of me all you want. I have no shame in that because I get to choose to enjoy that. Because I have dealt with things in life. You've dealt with things in life. You listening have dealt with things in life. You over there listening have dealt with serious things in life. Serious things. Some of them might be different than I. My problems might have been different than yours. Your might have been more serious. You might. You over there might have lost a family member. You over there might have overcome something uh, seriously uh, medically that I haven't had the chance to. But I've, I've, ha- I've had dark, depressing times. I, I've tried to kill myself twice. I've worked through it. I've been in therapy. So guess what? Because of all that, I get to enjoy Star Wars. Sometimes my job forces me to enjoy it publicly. And I just, I'll be damned if I get ripped apart publicly for it. I'll be damned if I'm going to sit back and let people just take that away from all of us. It is okay to turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream on a little Star Wars fun. It is okay to watch a trailer and see Snoke, the new bad guy that we don't quite know, Using his force powers on Rey, the hero we've all fallen for who might go to the dark side. And it's okay to turn off your mind and not worry about it and just have a moment of pure joy. And that doesn't mean you're an idiot who just who just eats spoonfuls of what Disney serves, all right? There's parts of Force Awakens I question. Guess what? I choose to love it. Parts of Star Wars Rebels I don't really care for. I choose to love that series. And it's okay. And this is, this is almost as if I'm the only one in the room here. I just, I get angry. I'm, I get more and more a little fed up with certain sections of the fandom that can't turn off the cynicism. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for you. And it's not that this stuff isn't right for parody. Joseph Scrimshaw has always said so well that, that, Part of the agreement we have as Star Wars fans is there's one great movie, one good movie, and some some average movies, but some silly moments, and we all kind of agree to come together and celebrate them and have fun with them. I love a good Star Wars parody. 
I love, as much as I love the prequels now, you don't think I think some of the stuff in them is ridiculous? That some of it was mistakes and some of it I wish they could do it again? Whether it be some of the, even the racial uh, stereotypes that got got out of control, bad decisions from Lucas and Lucasfilm at the time, uh, the underwriting as the story goes on of the Padme character, um, uh, there, there are things in there and, and there are fumbles in that game, but I'm, I'm going to still enjoy it. And once you kind of come to that part, part I, I feel better for it, so I feel sorry for those that can't. I feel sorry for those that attack. It is okay to poke fun at this. I'm secure in my, enough of myself to take these things. I'm secure enough in my love of this fandom to think, you know, all right, it's kind of silly uh, that this happens in a movie. It's kind of silly that I take a Space Wizard story so seriously. It's okay to think that, be secure in it. But to those out there that lob cynicism and grenades, cynicism grenades at us, that's a phrase. <laughs> launch them at us to tear us apart it just it's it's silly it's it's not right and it's just not fair too uh it's not fair too when it like i said it's my job i get paid to talk star wars now and that's a dream i wish each and every one of you out there could experience that it's so fun it's so fun so that's why i get a little angry some some independent YouTubers can poke fun at it and rip it apart, causing – and what, what the problem is – and I, that's fine. Do your thing. You've built your career. Do what you want. I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Live. I've been so all my life. I'm, I, I make fun of some people when I do the news, the movie news over at Collider or especially Schmoes. No, I get it. I get it. Everything's ripe for parody. I will take my shots as well, but it, it's the fans. It trickles down to the fans. Some of the tweets I would get uh, this week. Some of the comments this week. Uh, people believing that I that Disney is paying us over a Collider video for some reason to, to act positive about Star Wars. I can tell you 100%. There's never been a check written from Lucasfilm, Marvel, or DC to anyone in any kind of punditry business. Never. If not, I wouldn't be driving a 2004 Camry with brakes that barely work, a CD player, and a cassette deck that don't work, and a giant hole in the bumper. And, and I'm not complaining, but you know what I mean? I love this stuff, and I go on air, and I come here in Force Center, I celebrate stuff, because that is the better choice. That is the better choice. doesn't mean you can't criticize all right, I will make fun of them puffer pigs for a long time. But if you tell me and you tweet me, hey, I love the puffer pigs, you know what? Then we're going to shake hands, we're going to embrace, and we're going to love Star Wars the way each of us ever do. And that's what I love the atmosphere that we create here at Force Center. You know, sometimes I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, I haven't asked Joseph or Jennifer permission for this, but sometimes we'll get together before we record, do a little pregame uh, meetup there, or we're setting up the equipment, and then we talk about things we think about. And, and uh, sometimes maybe I won't tell you what some of this, but we're like, hey, we, maybe we didn't enjoy this Star Wars novel as much as we wanted to. But we're going to be very. We choose and we talk about how we're going to address it because we are very aware. We're not heroes. <laughs> we're not doing the Lord's work, like I said. We're very aware. We don't want to come on air and say this Star Wars novel was disappointing to us. Uh, we didn't like it. 
And how dare you for liking it? Because we don't want to take the joy away from you listening. Uh, it's just not fair to us. It doesn't create the atmosphere we want here. We want to celebrate this stuff. Otherwise, why the hell are we here? And if and if and if people out there want to focus so bad, on, 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 focus so strongly on what's so bad in, the, in their minds about this stuff. Again, you, you have that. If you have that opinion of something about Star Wars now uh, is so bad, that's I have no problem with that. But then it's just keep lumping on and attacking those that do love it. I don't like that anymore. I just don't like it. Not in these times. And I'm rambling, I know. I'm vague, I know. Some of you might know what I'm picking up on. But I just want to say to all you out there, commitment is force center moves forward. We're trying really hard to move forward and grow bigger and stronger and build a stronger community. And we take every uh, Patreon support and donation to heart. We, we know it was tough. We, we had a tough decision to make to start asking for support. It's a weird thing, right? It's a weird thing. It should be a weird thing. But it's also the way the business is working. Some of these models of YouTube companies and digital media companies, it's not working. Uh, there's new – we all have to find new ways to make it. Uh, so we had it. It was it was a tougher decision than you would think. Again, as I pull back the curtain, but we felt we wanted to do this, uh, not so I could repair the hole in the Camry I have, but so that we can continue to build a a safe, supportive, and fun Star Wars bubble for all of you to continue to call, crawl into. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, not even going to edit that cough out, huh? Live to tape. And if, and if you choose not to support us on Patreon, and, and a couple of people stopped listening, to be honest, wrote us, disappointed that we decided to go this route, understandable. We're not asking. We're not, we're not expecting any support. We're just putting it out there. Um, it, it, Joseph, Jennifer, and I really have some good ideas, some good thoughts on how we want to move this forward, and it all comes from a spirit of celebration. So I want to thank you all for allowing us to do that. For allowing us to have an hour-plus episode breaking down a two-minute trailer that focuses on an old space wizard and two new future space wizards. It's silly, right? It's silly. And yep, there's, quote, more important things in the world. But you know what? This is also important because the dark and confusing and frustrating, angering stuff out there, I, I do think God and the gods and the force. So we have this. And we're going to continue to be here for you guys. That's what we want to do. So if you loved that Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer, be proud. Have fun. Don't worry. If you want to be cynical about it, you want to poke fun, you want to make fun of the fans who just are in touch with their unbridled passion for this silly little fandom, do that too. God bless you. Um, but we don't need to meet in the field of battle. Don't come into our arena. We won't come into yours. That's how I feel. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's go to the questions. Do we got any questions? I'm looking at a producer that's not here because I'm the producer. Um... I'm looking at a question. All right. Here we go. Good question. I think I don't think I've answered this one. If I have, so be it. Sometimes my recording schedule, I forget when the episodes come out. And I'm like, oh, that's a great question. Oh, wait, that was the main topic of last week's episode. Chase McLean writes, and his uh, handle is at ChaseWindu15. If they ever do an Old Republic TV uh, series or movie, how would you feel about a young Yoda possibly showing up? So I just want to talk about young Yoda in general and Yoda in general. No. I mean, I'd be, Chase, I'd be okay with it. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not intrigued by the adventures of young Yoda. But I still hold to this idea that I want Yoda to remain the mystery. I, in an era now where, and I'm just, and I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm slugging through from a certain point of view. It's not a comment on the book or the authors of the stories. I just uh, haven't had a chance to get to it as much. And there's some spectacular writing in this book. But also the book very clearly goes through A New Hope and just really fills in a lot of blanks. Some of them that you didn't ever think you'd see filled in, didn't want to be filled in, and kind of think maybe don't need to be filled in. So this is the era we're in. And I have no problem with it. There's some fascinating stuff in there. Um, But Yoda is the one that I hope they never really answer. I'm okay with that. I never want to know his species, never want to know his home world, never want to know. Maybe just young adventures can keep that mystery. 
but I'd be okay if no, if we never really see a fully functional young Yoda. Be a different time. Now, could it be the hero of these times? How far back? 900 years old, right? Is that enough to go back to the old Republic? It'd be like a new version of it. So that'd be interesting. We'll see what, what it, we'll see what that, quote, old Republic is when it finally comes out. And I believe we will see something. Old Republic is too powerful of a, of, of a, a force, pun intended, in Star Wars for Lucasfilm to not pay attention to it, to not think that it could make uh, money for them, which is part of their decisions. Um, uh, I think right now the way they're – I think they're doing it right, even with some – you know, even if we remain dubious a little bit about Han Solo and all those things, I think they're doing it right. Start with familiar timelines to branch this out. The first standalone movie couldn't have been Darth Bane. You know, it could have been great. It could have worked, but it would have been. It just, I, I get if you're sitting in a boardroom where a lot of these big creative decisions are made, uh, the idea of uh, let's, let's expand the Star Wars universe again with this character that uh, surprisingly not a lot of people actually do know who are general casual Star Wars fans. It could have been a tougher sell. It could have been amazing. But I think we'll get there. And maybe someone like Yoda is that bridge, Chase. Maybe we need. Uh, a new uh, version of the old Republic or, or not quite old, like, uh, you know, not quite old Republic is what you could call it. Um, 800 years ago, 700 years ago, 500 years ago, and maybe Yoda is that bridge. I do think you would still need some sort of bridge. The lightsabers themselves could be the bridge. The force itself could be the bridge concepts we're familiar with, but ah, we're learning about the history of the Jedi and there's a younger Yoda. It would work. I just myself chase would be okay with not seeing much more of Yoda. I hope that question was answered correctly, Chase. Thanks for your continued, continued support. All right, Sean Fitzgerald asks, at Diesel, D, uh, Diesel, I guess it's just, it's D-I-S-A-L. Diesel, Diesel. Hey, Sean. <laughs> 3426 on the end of that. Diesel3426. He asks, What happened to the Knights of Ren? MII, since the dream sequence. So the Knights of Ren, I think we'll get this answer. I don't know if we'll see it on screen. There's, there's a part of me that thinks we won't ever see the Knights of Ren on the big screen in a giant capacity. Or we could see them in episode eight. Rumors of, uh, of them appearing have surfaced. I, I, I don't dig too much into, into rumors. But they're big enough that they're going to be there. You don't say to Kylo Ren, even you, the, the leader of the Knights of Ren, uh, you don't mention him. Kylo Ren, it's, it's very clear he's not Sith. They mention that often. He's not Sith. So I think they'll factor in. Uh, Wendig's work in Aftermath, the Aftermath series with the, the Acolyte to Beyond, is some of the best parts of that book uh, those books and I, as you guys know i'm a fan of the aftermath series but e, e, those are some of the top-notch stuff the work it's it, the the yuptashu and the connection to galius rex and all this stuff it, it i i absolutely believe the acolytes of beyond have something to do with the knights of ren that's one of my big theories that i hold on to and i don't theorize a lot when it comes to star wars um so yeah could i uh could i see the knights of ren not showing up Maybe the answers come in book and comic form. I could see that, but I think we will get to them eventually.
I think we're going to find out. I don't believe they're the Praetorian Guards. I think that's separate. I don't think they're that that functional could be a little subsection. I kind of took it as its own little group, its own little team. doesn't have a ton to do with the First Order. Much in the way when you're growing up in the 80s and you're learning about the Empire and the Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader, you kind of always had the sense that they're separate from each other. Even then, you got the sense that this, this is different. This is like the team Darth Vader plays for, but his high school team was the Sith. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I still like sports, right? So we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to see the Knights of Ren. The flashback stuff is very intriguing. There's something that's intriguing about Ben Solo not falling to the Sith. I'm one of the ones that actually really likes that idea. I like the idea that that it's something different. It's not just simply Jedi versus Sith. It might eventually turn into that. It could. It, it would make sense, but I do like that there's another form of evil, that it's still tied to the Force and still tied to the dark side of the Force. So we'll see. All right, Alex Lloyd at Alex D.N. Lloyd asks a two-parter here. So Lucas did us a favor with the Return of the Jedi Special Edition. So can he bring Hayden back in Episode 8? And could a young Obi-Wan appear to Rey without breaking canon to use Ewan McGregor or too complicated? First of all, I love that Alex says, hey, Lucas did us a favor by bringing Hayden in, getting rid of Sebastian Shaw. Um in, uh, in Return of the Jedi. And I said that, you know, Alex, I applaud you standing by that somewhat controversial statement inside the Star Wars fandom. I am still, I, I love old Vader. I love Sebastian Shaw. I love his eyebrows. Old man Vader eyebrows. Um, but it does seem, it look, now, the way the timelines are, and I just think, just think uh, Lucas hadn't thought out ahead and thought out and thought ahead what he'd be doing, one, two, and three. Um, it made sense at the time the helmet comes off. Oh, Vader's an old guy. He's an old beat up guy. That's interesting. He didn't think twice about it, but then the prequels come out and it's like, wow, much, much like Alec Geddes, poor old Vader aged pretty quickly in that suit. All right. So I understand what Alex is saying about, Hey, you know, Lucas kind of corrected. He did us a favor, did us a favor. Now I'm glad Alec, I don't ever want to see you McGregor, uh, subbed in for Alec Guinness at the end of Return of the Jedi. But, you know, I, I like Lucas's explanation that that was the last time, that was the form in which Vader was his last pure good form. So, hey, makes sense to me. I can accept that. So I don't think we'll see Hayden in Episode 8. Voice, maybe. It's possible. I, I could eat my words on that. But I, I don't think Luke, uh, Lucasfilm was working with Hayden around the time of Star Wars Celebration. There were some rumors of that's why he was there or he was in London working on some stuff. I do not believe it is Episode 8. I have some more than thoughts on that. I have some, some strong rumors on what he was working on. That's all I'll say. But I don't think it's 8. I'd like it. I could see him showing up in 8. It makes sense, whether it's Ray in a vision, Luke uh, communing, maybe talking to his father. I could see all of that, and it would not be out of place to me. And as far as young Obi-Wan appearing to Ray without, quote, breaking canon, which, again, ties to the end of Return of the Jedi. That's what Lucas is saying. You see an Alec Guinness because he was, he was pure at that point. You wouldn't need to see Ewan McGregor. Um, but obviously now with, with Alec Guinness, they were able to use part of his voice for the vision. I don't think you could use him. Maybe the family would have to sign off on that, much like uh, uh, Peter Cushing's family had to sign off for Rogue One. So it's possible. Maybe you have some kind of computer version of uh, that looks like Alec Guinness with Ewan's voice. Maybe Stephen Stanton's voice. 
James Arnold Taylor's voice, put all three voices together. Uh, it could be, it could be doable. Now, Alex asks, is that too complicated to the story? If you just show you and, and yeah, yeah, I, I not complicated, but I think I, I don't want to be that, uh, that canon stickler, but if it's been established that, uh, Alec Guinness, is the force ghost form for Obi-Wan, then I don't need to see you McGregor. I don't need to have that hour long debate on a podcast. Uh, just leave it be, keep it voice faint of, of imagery that kind of pops up in Ray's head. And I, and I, and to this point, I hope Alex brings a bit. It makes me think of a good thing here. One of my favorite parts of the force force awakens is that force vision from Ray. It's one of the funnest things uh, about that movie. You just dig into that. It was like, we're so used. To, I'm so used to this Game of Thrones theorizing and digging into things now. So to see that, I, I loved that. I love that. Um, I love that. So I, I hope Eight has some of that stuff. I hope we have some Force Vision stuff. It would make some sense. I'd be totally on board with it. Um, but yeah, I'd be okay. At the end of the day, here, no Ewan McGregor in full Obi Wan ghost form. Just some, give me some. Uh, give me some voices. That's all I need. That's it today for Spotlight Star Wars. Thank you guys for letting me ramble. And I mean that not just for some casual self-loathing, but to get some stuff as best I could off my chest about this week of being a Star Wars fan, of, of, of having something fun, a new trailer, reacting to it, breaking down, looking at it shot by shot, and then to have that crapped on by a certain section of the fandom. It does upset me. It doesn't hurt me. It upsets me. I can take the slings and arrows. I've thrown them too, but I want to thank you guys. As we do here from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and pause and say we thank you guys as fans for allowing us to just have unbridled passion for this fandom and this thing and these space wizards that we love, and I hope you guys do too. Uh, you can follow us along at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to re- respond directly to this show or to post me just uh, to, to get a question to just me. You can use hashtag Force Center to talk the entire gang, and that's our main show that airs on Tuesdays here on the Force Center podcast feed. Uh, we are on Facebook, like us there. We are on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. We're trying to build up those ratings again. We got a Data Bank Brawl special episode. Some, number 75 is coming up. And we've got some uh, good stuff, some good guest plan for beyond that as we go into 2018. A lot of exciting things there. And uh, that's it. We're on Patreon if you want. Patreon.com slash Force Center on TeePublic as well. That is it. That is it, guys. See you next time. May that Force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.